the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh, boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is your hour of power. This is where we're working to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And we're going to continue the journey of this week. You know, I've been in Minneapolis all weekend long. uh, I should say all week long. And, hey, you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a lot of stuff on your roads. There's a lot of white stuff everywhere. As a matter of fact, this morning, uh, all my car wouldn't move because my tires kept spinning and spinning and spinning because all the white stuff. But as cold as it is outside, baby, it's warm inside. You know, the heart is a place of passion. The heart is a place of spirit, commitment, integrity. The heart is the power source. And I see so many cold people, so many cold people. Everybody's so cold. And I always tell people, I can light up a room. I can warm up a room with my heart. It is the power source. But here's the problem. The power's been out for most people for a long time. Our hearts are similar to the quarterback in the NFL. You realize how many millions of dollars are spent by each team on each game? Sole purpose to protect that quarterback. Sole purpose to not let anybody hurt that quarterback. And that quarterback is our heart. And Dr. Alfred Adler told us that by the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. But here's the problem. Everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And if a majority of our belief systems, the, the foundation were in place, by the time we were five years old, well, guess what? You're not a five-year-old boy anymore. You're not a five-year-old girl anymore. You're now 25 or 35 or 45 or 55. Actually, me, I'm 57. But we're still running the old program. See, we are programmed creatures. And this is why I get the results I get. Because unless you know the program, how do you change the program? See, my background's neuro linguistic programming. I'm a master practitioner of neuro linguistic programming. Been uh, doing this for 30 years. And uh, you got to realize uh, how we work. And NLP is really the owner's manual uh, to the human experience. You know, it's how God made us, He manufactured us. And so, first, you got to identify the pattern. And once you identify a pattern, then you ask the simple question Is this getting me what I want? If the answer is yes, in corporate world, we call that SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. Lock it up, document it, repeat it. However, if the answer is no, then you must go back to the pattern, alter the pattern, 
run the pattern, re-identify the new pattern, and then again ask yourself this question, is this getting me what I want? And so today, we're going to continue to take a look at how we work as human beings. Consider this. As we go through life, we get hurt. We get bruised. We get scarred. HBS. See, in my world, HBS means heart, body, and soul. That's the definition of 100%. Because if I take away your heart, and I take away your body, and I take away your soul, what's left, honey? Nothing, honey. Right? Crunch. There's nothing left. That's 100%. But you know what most people experience? They experience a different type of HBS. It is hurt. Hurts. It is bruises. And it is scars. And here's the problem. It's a universal law. Hurting people hurt people. You can ban all the guns you want. We'll still find ways to hurt people. Now, I've heard people kill people with visine, with pencils. They drive their cars down sidewalks now. So I guess you got to ban all those things as well, right? We used to stone. Uh, get stoned, I should say. <laughs> Not the type that we do now in Minnesota, right? Not that type. But throw rocks at people till they die. Yeah, remember Stephen, the first martyr? He was stoned to death. So I guess good luck, good thing we, we weren't around back then in Jesus' days because we would have banned rocks too, right? See, hurting people hurt people. And you can deal with all the instruments they use to hurt people, or you can deal with the heart. And that's what I do. I go to the heart of the issue. I teach emotional intelligence, the right emotion, the right intensity at the right time for the right reason, directed toward the right person and in the right way. And this is not easy, but it's transformational. You see, life is an undulating line. It has peaks and valleys, highs and lows. Along the journey, we make friends and foes. And today, we're going to take a look at one of our greatest enemies. Yeah, you hear me? And you know what? The only thing you need to do to locate this enemy, you don't need to go anywhere. Just look in the mirror. Once there was a very small person who had feelings. They had many feelings and felt them every day. Their family liked them when they showed their feelings. So the very small person started to wear their feelings on their sleeve. One day, one of the small person's parents said they didn't like to see the fear feeling anymore. So the small person tried to pull it off. The parents said that they would give the small person some tough to cover over their fear. The small person found it very difficult to cover the fear with the tough. So the other parent and the grandparents all helped. It took many months, many years. Now you look wonderful, said the parents when it was done. We've covered some of your feelings with tough, and you'll grow into a strong person. So the small person grew a little older and found a friend. The friend also wore their feelings on their sleeve. The friend said one day, my parents want me to cover up my lonely feelings and to be different from now on. And they were. The small person decided to cover over their lonely feelings too, and they got angry from another adult. The small person put big patches of angry on top of their lonely. It was hard work to cover over the lonely feelings. One day, when the small person, who was now not so small, went to school, some of their lonely feelings started to show. So the teacher kept them behind 
and gave them some guilt to cover their lonely feelings. Sometimes when alone at night, that the person would look at their feelings. They would pull off the tough and pull off the angry and the guilt to look at their lonely and fear. Then they would have to take a long time putting the tough, angry, and guilt back on again. One night, the person noticed that their lonely and their fear were growing and beginning to stick out from under the patches. So the person had to go out to find some angry to cover the lonely and got all the tough that their parents could spare to cover their fear. The person grew older and became very popular because everyone said that they could hide their feelings well. The person's parents said one day that they had a proud feeling because the person had been so tough. But the person could not find anywhere to put the proud because the tough had gotten so big. The person had trouble finding room on their sleeve for any of their other feelings. The tough and the angry were all that showed. Then after a time, the person met another person and they became friends. They thought that they were a lot alike because they both had only tough and angry feelings that showed. One day, the friend told the person a secret. I'm not really like you. My tough and my angry are only patches to cover over my lonely and my fear. The friend pulled back the edge of their tough and showed the person their fear just for a second. The person sat quietly and did not speak. Then carefully, they too pulled back the edge of their tough and showed their fear. The friend saw the lonely underneath. Then the friend gently reached out and touched this person's fear and the lonely. See, ladies and gentlemen, we're all more similar than we are different. And we have a world out there that wants us to focus on our differences. But I want you to know we are much more similar than you realize. We'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. 
and that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I had a listener ask me, what was that I just heard on the radio? Well, that was something from my NLP background. It's attributed to Barbara Dunlap. Let me finish because I got a little long-winded and saved by my producer. (laughs) So the friend saw the lonely underneath. Then the friend gently reached out and touched the person's fear. And then the lonely. The friend's touch was like magic. A feeling of acceptance appeared on the person's sleeve. And the tough and the angry had become smaller. The person then knew that whenever someone gave them acceptance, they would need less tough. And then there would be more room to show proud, sad, Loving, strong, good, warm, hurt, fear. See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm in Minneapolis, home of George Floyd. Got everybody marching around. No justice, no peace. Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? There is no justice on this side of eternity. And you can't have peace until you have peace with God. You can't have the peace of God until you have peace with God. And that's why Paul, whenever he greeted someone, he would always say, grace and peace be with you. See, you can't have peace without grace. We don't need justice. Trust me, all those people marching for justice, when justice comes knocking at their door, they're not going to answer the door. They're not home. No speak English. What we need is mercy, grace, forgiveness, and understanding. And that's what people find in Leadership Awakening. Go to likeitmatters.net. You'll see what I'm talking about. And if you don't want to read for yourself, why don't you put on your listening ears? And let's go to the phone lines. Let's go to phone line number one. Let's welcome Ryan to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? 
Hey, good, Mr. Black. How are you today? Oh, I'm in the hands of God, brother. I'm in the hands of God. Is it a great day to be alive? Absolutely. So uh, you're a graduate of Team 240. So uh, what company do you work for, Ryan? I work for Infinity Solar USA based out of Vancouver, Washington. Awesome. And so you and a, a group of your compadres, about four of you, went to my leadership training and uh, – you had the honor of being chair number one, didn't you, Ryan? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, boy. Did I shake your boots or what, brother, right? Ah! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, deer, deer in the headlights. Deer in the headlights. Yep. But, you know, and now you understand. I, I put a lot of pressure on you, didn't I? I squeezed pretty hard really fast, didn't I? Yes, sir, you did. And uh, you got a chance to realize, oh, my gosh, I'm confused. I'm lost. I'm dazed. And then I realized, I told you. Hey, if you're feeling that way, it's because that's what you brought in here. And, uh, Ryan, you realized then that you had a lot of pain, a lot of hurt, a lot of confusion that you were carrying around throughout every experience, correct? Yes. Yeah. But that was the old Ryan. That was the old you. So uh, let me ask you, you know, you're a couple days, actually a week now, removed from class. Uh, What do you think from that Leadership Awakening class – what was the greatest benefit, the greatest takeaway you feel you've gotten from that class? Oh, my goodness. So many things. It's hard to pick one. Um, I think purpose, purpose, uh, purpose in life yeah. and focus on that uh, absolute um, was definitely missing yep. in my life. And you had a lot of you, you had you were keeping a record of raw. You were keeping a pound of flesh, but it wasn't about anybody else. It was about you. Right, you had a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of things in your past that you weren't proud of, and it was just weighing you down. You think that's a fair statement? Absolutely, definitely. Yeah. How old are you, Ryan? I'm fifty. Now, fifty years old. So you're not, a, you know, you're not a little kid. You've lived a, a long life. You've been married, been divorced, right? You've been married, been divorced, right? It's me too, by the way. Just so you know, yeah. me too. A uh, couple kids in there, and you've made some mistakes along the way. Is that fair to say? Yeah, made made my share of mistakes for sure. Yeah, and what you were doing, like so many of us, you were carrying them around on your shoulders and not letting go of them, correct? Yes. Yeah. So what did you leave? You know, I always, yesterday I was talking, I don't know if you listened to yesterday's show, but I was talking about, you know, unpacking our baggage. And, you know, people get so much out of our training. Just like I asked you, like, oh, my gosh, how do I pick one thing, you know, because it changed my life. I, I've heard that for 31 years now. It changed my life. But tell me, what did you leave in that classroom? Oh, the pain and fear of where I've been, always looking back and just that all that weight of all these mistakes I've made in my 50 years, uh, too many to list for sure. Um, that weight is just, it's lifted. Mm. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, and technically impossible. Yeah. How, I mean, when you showed up that class Thursday night, especially when you were chair number one, which is such an uncomfortable <laughs> thing because I bring it. I don't explain myself. I'm powerful. I'm loud. I'm intense. And just so you know, Ryan's bigger than me, a lot bigger than me. He could squish me like a bug. So uh, this has nothing to do with physical because it never has to do with physical. It has to do with mental. It has to do with emotional. It has to do with psychological. It has to do with spiritual. And once you realize that, everything changes. So when that thing got started, I mean, five minutes into it, what were you thinking, Ryan? What was going through your head? 
I thought, what did I get myself into, to be totally honest? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like, what did I do to Matt? Why doesn't Matt like me, right? <laughs> I was – that thought did run through my mind for a, for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Am I getting fired? Is he firing me? Does he send me here first and then he's going to fire me? Is that what he's doing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, man, now looking back, you know, the saying is hindsight is twenty twenty. But let me ask you this question. Looking back, does that class make sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. Oh my goodness, I, I, I wish I was at a place in my life earlier to to have had the chance to go to this class earlier in my life. Uh, I could have, I could have had more years. Yeah, uh, made a lot of mistakes. By the way, so have I. Made a lot of mistakes too, Ryan. What, what, what do you think? What have you noticed different about yourself this week? What have you noticed? Um, I'm, I'm carrying myself differently. I'm, I'm looking at people differently at, at my job, my family, uh, my my faith in God. Um, I'm I'm proud of who I am, uh, and where I'm going. Yeah. What I, what I what I can see in my future, my my future goals and uh, leadership skills definitely definitely uh, are are in process of honing up. But seeing that that vision of of where I want to end up um, is huge. Yeah, it's, it's huge. huge. It just puts a big smile on. It puts a huge smile on my face. Yeah, so cool. I can hear it. I can hear it. And you know what you just said? Because I like to, you know, I like to interpret what people are saying. Because so, a lot of times when people are talking in the motions, people don't hear. It. It's like a foreign language. Let me tell you what you just said. When you came to my class, you were focused on all the stuff in your past. You were focused on your past. We have a past, a present, and a future. And the problem is the future is not guaranteed and the past is already written. It's a cancel check. We can't change the past and we have no guarantee of a future. The only thing that we have is this place called the now. It's in the present. And between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. That space is called the now. That's where you change. That's where you have passion. That's where you commit. And so you came in here looking backwards, guilt and shame you've messed up you've done this you've done that is that fair yes okay and now did you i heard what you said you said now you're looking forward now you're excited now you have a dream you have a vision it makes you kind of giddy you said that if you think about it what i did is i just changed your focus we live in a world that wants you to focus on the past and you know this now i tell you the the devil's called the uh, the accuser of the brethren and I always ask people, is he accusing you of things you're going to do in the future, or is he accusing you of things you've done in the past? And what's he accusing you of, Ryan? Oh, the past, right? You don't have to give me things. details. You don't yeah. have to give me details. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not yeah. asking for details. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's good. You were going to step, throw some out there. No, shoo. Yeah, you don't do that. But, right, <laughs> he was accusing you of the past. And now yeah. you've chosen to leave that at the foot of the cross. And you've chosen to believe that God has forgiven you. God has atoned for that, taken account. And now you're focused on the future, which brings us to the last question. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and I kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And, and, and that's a huge huge part of my life that's just been missing um and and i just i i feel rejuvenated if if that makes sense that you know knowing that 
God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and, and, and everyone else for that matter. Um, but he's here for, for me right yep. now. And, mm. and you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. Oh, dude, you're making me cry now, dude. <laughs> two big old, two big old fifty-year-old men blubbering on the radio. That that'll sell. That'll sell. Uh... <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's not because of the election results. We're crying for something different, right? <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, I just want you to know. You know, I I I prayed in uh, two of your brothers and sisters in the kingdom, Miss Kenny uh, and Mister Sharma. Both I got a chance to pray in the kingdom, and uh, you know, you're walking back with God, and it's not a really class, you know that's a leadership class, but it gets you down to what's really, really important. And when you get down to, to the base, what's really important is our salvation, to know that we've been forgiven, to know that we're loved, and to know that we can't be good enough and we're not asked to be good enough, that we had someone that was good enough. So God bless you, my brother. Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, Ryan? All right. Thanks, Mr. All right, buddy. Mike. God bless you, God my bless. friend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, ain't nothing to it but to do it. We'll go to break. We'll be right back after these three minutes commercial messages. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is March 30th through April 1st. Details at likeitmatters.net. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. 
The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. Uh, You're back. Man, I got a little emotional there. You know, that's what I love what I do. We are emotional creatures. Anything important that's happened to you in your life arouses emotion. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, if you go to your experiential aquarium, your past, and you tell me something's important to you, there better be an emotion attached to it. And if there's not emotion attached to it, then I'm going to tell you right now, it's not as important as you profess it to be. We are emotive creatures. The shortest verse in the English Bible is Jesus wept. And you won't find a more powerful man that's ever walked this planet than Jesus. And so you got to understand that this is about understanding who you are. It's about understanding what you're worth. It's about understanding why you're here. Why do you get up each day, do what you do, go home at night, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again and again? And if you're not emotionally involved with that, you're just going through the motions. You're just checking boxes. You're flatlining. Most people's epitaph, if it was true, their tombstone should say, Died 1984, died 1993, died 2001, died 2012, buried some time later. When I walk around out there, I see walking dead. I see people emotionally detached, people cold, people bitter, people angry. I mean, look at America. We've become a racist country. It's okay to be racist as long as you're the right type of racist. And Dr. King was pretty clear. Dr. King said, you can't drive out darkness with darkness. Only light could do that. Dr. King said, you can't drive out hate with hate. Only love can do that. And let me finish his logical flow of the thought. You can't drive out racism with racism. Only understanding can do that. And I got to tell you, uh, a guy who I don't don't know if we're still friends or not anymore, this this week kind of blew up. But, you know, he's referred a lot of people to me. They're very liberal. I always thought he was, you know, kind of more independent, but he's he's a liberal. And, uh, man, I've had one of the people call me a cracker. He bought him a class, called me a cracker. didn't say it to my face when he called me back. One guy of his friends of his says he doesn't like Christians. So I heard that you're a Christian, don't like Christians, don't want to go to that training. And then his fiance attacked me. Attack my God, attack the Bible, attack, and I basically, in Duluth on Monday, walked out of there in the snow, stormed out of her house while he's passed out on the couch. She's attacking my God, she's attacking my Bible, and she calls herself a child of God. And so, see, there's just pain and bitterness because other people hurt her. 
And since other people hurt her, she's going to keep her pound of flesh or record wrong. That's what we do. But when you understand the great value you have, something changes, man. I'm going to share a story with you. The story starts in a quaint little monastery where where one day a, a little monk asked his elder, Master, what is the greatest value of my life? The elder smiled at him but didn't give him an answer. Instead, he told the young monk to go on a little journey. He said, before I give you the answer, I want you to complete a mission. Then I'll give you the answer. So he said, go outside to the garden and find a large stone. Then take the stone down to the market to sell it. If someone asks you for the price of the stone, stay silent. And instead, just stretch out two fingers in response. If someone offers you money for it, don't sell the stone. Bring it back to me, and I will tell you the answer to your question. The little monk set off early the next morning and carried the large stone to the market to sell. The market was crowded that day, and all the people were very curious about the mysterious young monk and his stone. Suddenly, a housewife came over and asked, How much are you selling that stone for? The young monk did as he was told, and he stretched out two fingers. The housewife said, Two dollars? The little monk shook his head, and the housewife replied, So it's $20? Well, okay. I've been looking for a good paperweight to use at home. The little monk couldn't help but think to himself, My goodness, someone's willing to fork out $20 to buy this worthless stone. There are thousands more in the hills where that came from. However, the little monk followed his master's instructions and keeping the stone cheerfully went back to report his accomplishments. Master, master, you won't believe it. Today there was a housewife who offered $20 to buy my stone. Now can you tell me what is the greatest value of my life? The elder monk replied, very good. But your mission is not over yet. Tomorrow morning, I want you to do it again. This time, take the stone to the museum instead. Come back to me afterwards, and I will tell you the answer to your question. The next morning in the museum, a a group of curious onlookers stood whispering among themselves. It looks like an ordinary stone. What's so special about it? There must be some hidden value. Or why would the little monk bring it here? At this moment, a person sprang out from the crowd and shouted out to the little monk, asking, Little monk, how much are you selling this stone for? Once again, the little monk didn't say anything and just showed him two fingers. The man said, $200. The little monk shook his head, and the man replied, Of course, $2,000 then. I will carve this stone into a statue and make it a work of art. Upon hearing the offer, the little monk was taken aback, was in shock, almost giddy from excitement. The little monk remembered his master's instructions and rushed back to the monastery before anyone could say another word. Master, 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 today someone offered me $2,000 for my stone. I don't believe what's happening. Now can you tell me what is the greatest value of my life? The elder monk laughed and said, not so fast. We're almost complete. I have one last task for you. Tomorrow, I want you to do this one more time. This time... Take the stone down to the art collector's shop. When you come back, I promise to give you your answer. I promise you. 
So the next morning of the third day, the little monk brought his stone to the art collector store. It seemed the story of the little monk and his mysterious stone had spread throughout the town. As immediately he was surrounded by a group of people, they murmured excitedly to, to each other in hushed tones, The little monk is shrewd. He must know the true value of this precious rock to bring it here. Finally, one person asked him, Little monk, what is the asking price for your wonderful stone specimen? As before, the little monk stretched out two fingers without saying a word. $20,000, another man asked, completely stunned. The little monk blurted out a, a garbled reply before covering his now wide open mouth in a fluster. Thinking that he had angered the little monk with a low ball price, the man immediately corrected himself. Oh, no, no, no. I meant to say $200,000. Then wait. So stunned was the little monk that he picked up the stone and ran all the way back to the monastery, leaving the entire crowd in an uproar. Panting excitedly, he described his experience as the art collector. Master, 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 we're rich, we're rich. Someone just offered $200,000 for this stone. Surely now you can finally tell me what is the greatest value of my life? What is the greatest value of my life? What is it? Please. Smiling, the elder monk patted the young monk on the head and gently said, my child, you have already discovered the answer to your own question. The greatest value of your life is just like this stone. You see, at the market, you're only worth $20. At the museum, you were worth $2,000. But if you place yourself at the art collector, you're worth $200,000. So the value of your life is exactly where you place yourself to be. The decision is yours to make. See, ladies and gentlemen, we're all driven by our belief system, our beliefs about ourselves. And where did those beliefs come from? Don't you remember? I told you. By the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is already in place. The problem is we grow up. And for a lot of us, we had a very traumatic childhood. And we had to put together belief systems. We had to put together machinations to survive something that was out of our realm of control. And until we get on our own. See, I was on my own at 16 years old. My dad beat on me one last time. I took too long to get some milk at the store. And so he chased me down. And before I could get out of my car, he jumped on my car and punched me back into my car. It's one of something I endured every day. And then because now I was playing football and real tough and I didn't whimper like a baby, he got so angry. And I'd tell you the word he used, but I'm on the radio and my producer would buzz it. So I won't tell you the word he used, but he said, get that out of my house. And at 16 years old, I walked away from my family. Free at last, free at last. And I walked the streets and I found a place to live and I lived in a car and lived with strangers. But, you know, my dad beat on me for 16 years, told me what a piece of crap I was, told me how he'd never amount to much, called me fat boys, he punched me around. And you know what? When I got on my own at 16, my dad no longer laid a hand on me. But guess who took over with the abuse? 
I did. I kept repeating the lies. I kept replaying the hate. I kept playing over what a waste I was, how I must have really made God mad because he gave me such a terrible life. And the pain and the hurt that acted out through my college years towards women, towards other people, self-medicate with a little bit of drugs and alcohol. And it was only by the grace of God that he said, are you ready to use your pain to help other people? And when I said yes, God started rebuilding me. And that's what I do. We clean you up. We refocus the mind and we resuscitate the heart. I'm black and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. Ready to go for another level of awareness? Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, March 30th through April 1st. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio on Freedom 1570. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guests like bow hunting expert Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick Sharon Saylor. Sundays at 8 a.m. on Freedom 1570. It's Outdoor News Radio. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio 
like that matters. Inspiration, education, application. I'm stirred up, people. We got to get stirred up. People are comfortably going to hell. Excuse my language. People are comfortably going to divorce court. People are comfortably just going through uh, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. And what I do is I bring the refiner's furnace. I bring, put them in the fire furnace, not to be mean, because people have been struggling with drug addiction, been dealing with pain and hurt, abuse, mental, physical, spiritual, psychological. That's why I love the poem by A.F. Engler called The Refiner's Fire. He sat by a furnace of sevenfold heat as he watched by the precious ore, and closer he bent with a searching gaze as he heated it more and more. He knew he had ore that could stand the test, and he wanted the finest of gold to mold as a crown for the king to wear, set with gems of price untold. So he laid our glory in the burning fire, though we fain would say him nay, and watched the dross that we had not seen as it melted and passed away. And the gold grew brighter and got more bright, but our eyes were dim with tears, We saw but the fire, not the master's hand, and questioned with anxious fears. Yet our gold shone out with a richer glow as it mirrored a form above, then bent over the fire, though unseen by us, with a look of ineffable love. Can we think it pleases his loving heart to cause us moments of pain? Ah, no, but he sees through the present cross the bliss of eternal gain. So he waited there with a watchful eye, with a love that is strong and sure, and his gold did not suffer a bit more heat than was needed to make it pure. Let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome Brent to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Brent? Good, good, uh, Mr. Black. It's an honor and privilege to be on your show. It's a great day to be alive. (laughs) It is. Absolutely. Well, uh, you're a listener, so... What I love about Brent, and Brent is a listener. Uh, how long have you been listening to, uh, to Like It Matters Radio? About a year, okay. off and on. So listen mm-hmm. to it for a year, and then at some point, a couple months ago, you decided to reach out, and uh, you wanted to take me up on that training. So what made you decide to call me and say, hey, uh, I want to go to that training, Mr. Black? Well, i tell you what it was like. You know, at times I'd be going to go pick up uh, – drugs that I use, and, and I'd hear your show accidentally on the radio, and I listen to conservative radio, and one of the three stations, 1570, News Talk, Freedom 1570, is one you broadcast on, yeah. 11 to 12, and then I started taking note, well, when exactly is that show on? I like what Mr. Black has to say, and then what happened was, about a couple months ago, you announced that there's going to be a leadership awakening, or a class, what I heard, a retreat, yeah. uh, in a couple months in Minneapolis, and I thought, you know... I, uh, I've been um, in and out of recovery, and uh, I need a catalyst, and I need someone who's direct and someone I can be directed by, and uh, that's, why, that's why I signed up. I, you know, I, I signed up online. I went to the website for the first time a couple months ago, signed up for it, and then I saw the cost, and I didn't, you know, I couldn't pay at the time, so I didn't pay. You know, and I got a phone call the end of the evening from, um, from you. Yep. You called me, and um, I couldn't answer the phone. Uh, I was using it at the time. Um, the next day, uh, your wife, Valerie, called, and I did call her back. And I had a talk with her, and 
And then uh, I called you and you said, you know, you got a spot in the program. And uh, I did make a, a small payment before coming in, but you know, I'll be making more payments here now, uh, starting in January. Um, but you, you said you got a pro, you got a, you got a spot. Yep. And it felt so good to be talking to you when you called me, and it felt good to be called back, and it felt good to be noticed. That's that's a momentary good. Yeah. But I, I felt like I made. Um, I felt like it was divinely inspired. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. And, and, you know, it's cool that you just laid out a lot of things because I say a lot of things that people don't believe. And one of them is, hey, listen, uh, you know, we're a business. I need money like everybody else. Well, I'm not wealthy at all. I'm, uh, you know, a lot, most people have more than I have, but uh, my God provides. Uh, God is Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. He's Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. He's Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord is my righteousness. He's Jehovah Shema, the God who is present. See, when you understand who your God is, and we all serve a God. Uh, the gods of Molech, the gods of Baal, uh, the god of Ishtar and uh, Ashtaroth, those are the resurrected gods of America with abortion on demand and you know sexuality of any, all types and fluid uh, and worshiping our own self. But I serve the god called Jehovah, Yahweh, so do you. Uh, and God always provides. He is Jehovah Jireh. And so uh, I don't get wrapped up. Like I said, I told you, you don't have to give me a penny. I mean, not that I don't need your money. But uh, you got a spot because I knew God said he's a broken man. He needs you, and uh, he's one of mine. And so, yeah, you, you listen to the show while you were still using all this stuff, and yet uh, God's still holding your hand. See, God loves us. God knows our problem. God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows none of us is perfect. That's Romans 3.23. He says we all fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us is a broken man. I could sit here and, and accuse you because you've struggled with drugs for 10, 20 years and accuse you of this. But God says he demands perfection. To God, no sin is different than any other one. Now, on this planet, far different consequences. So make sure you understand that. But to God, if you've broken one of his commandments, he said you've broken them all because he requires perfection. And you know this, Brent. You can't be perfect. And I'm a flawed, broken man. I'm more screwed up than you, Brent. I just know it. You know, I always tell people that. And so I just rely on the faith. That's what faith is a belief system. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief system. And so you showed up to our training, uh, and you've been in, I mean, rehab and counseling for, what, 10, 20 years? How long? Uh, yeah, you know, rehab for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. so you've got the T-shirts, you've been through the programs, all this stuff, all the government funding and all that stuff, which I get none of. Uh, tell me, how does that two days that you spent with me compare to your 20 years of rehab and drug counseling? Well, it was... Is very inspiring. You know, I, I, the rehabs I've been to have anywhere from a month in a very luxurious place to four months in a very ghetto spot, courtesy of Hennepin County Drug Court. And so all over the spectrum. And, um, you know, in 48 hours, you, I achieve the commitment that one can get. You know, it's about staying in today. Yep. It's about being in the now. And the 48-hour program you know, the leadership awakening was more like I'm not. I don't have a great job or some big job where I have responsibilities with other people I'm managing. But the leadership is to accept the leadership of of someone else. Yep. In this case, God, Jehovah. But, you know, because you know, I fired the person who's managing my life because he's done a terrible job. <laughs> Apparently, he's out to destroy me. Yeah, amen. So, I mean, <laughs> I fired a long time ago, yeah. and it's about cementing that decision. You know, with 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 you and and, and the trading, yeah. and so I I think it uh, I think it, for me, um, you know, you, you I was I was uh, I was razzed out a lot for focus, 
And, you know, I called in a minute late to the show because I was packing. I wasn't focusing. <laughs> I see. You know? I, I expect I was prepared. <laughs> just so you know, I knew you. I know you, brother. So I was prepared. My, my producer's going, oh, he's pl- he's flown with us pretty good. He was supposed to have a guest on. And I was prepared. I know you, Brent, but I know you're getting better. I know you're a little bit better today than you were yesterday. You're going to be a little bit better tomorrow than today, right? <laughs> it is. It is about making progress and, yeah. and with focus and commitment. Yep. You know, it's my heart, body, and soul. Leave the mind out of it. And, and that's been working for me. Well, Absolutely. Yeah, and the problem is uh, that we turned our minds over to the, the, the devil. We turned our minds over mm-hmm. to the world uh, to say that a world that says there's 32 genders, a world that says that men can give birth, a world that says, hey, let me give you this thing called a vaccine, which is not a vaccine. It's going to alter your RNA. But hey, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the world that's running in the minds. And so, yeah, you got to check into the right God because we're all following after God. But some people might want to check who their God is because very few are following after the God of the Bible, Jehovah, Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai, El Elyon. And that's the God that you and I follow. And so uh, I got to tell you, by the way, I got a phone call. I didn't know you knew Miss uh, Kinney. Again, another woman in in therapy for 10 years, all these things, what do you call And again, I know there's good stuff out there like Teen Challenge and all that, but I get people who go to those trainings and relapse, and then they come to my training, 48 hours that no one's funding, uh, and they change their lives. But all these other companies make millions of dollars off government this and government this, and the government doesn't seem to want to give this white Christian anything. But it's just fascinating because I serve a bigger government called uh, Jehovah. But, uh, you know, I got a phone call from one guy who you've been in, in uh, rehab with. And he said, oh, my gosh, I had two friends go through this, said, change your life. And he's weeping on the phone and says, I need you, Mr. Black. And so, Terry, I'm going to get Terry in the next class. But uh, uh, we're going to a hard break, brother. Uh, I, I appreciate okay. you. God bless you, my friend. And we'll talk soon, okay? Thank you, Mr. Black. All right, buddy. Have a great yeah. one. Give me my best to your son, okay? I will. Right. Thank you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I've been there, done that. I hate hearing that. Uh, if you've been there, done that, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing right now. So, you know, sometime to draw a line in the sand. Christmas. We're celebrating Christmas. You know, etymologically, what Christmas means? More Christ. That's what we need. More Christ. And once you figure that out, you got some grace. And after grace comes peace. I am Mr. Black reminding you, when you live your life like it matters... It does. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising health care costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.